0: And this is the testimony of John, when the Jews sent priests and Levites from Jerusalem to ask him, Who are you? He confessed. He did not deny, but confessed, I am not the Christ. And they asked him, What then? Are you Elijah? He said, I am not. Are you the prophet? And he answered, No. They said to him, Then who are you? Let us have an answer for those who sent us. What do you say about yourself? He said, I am the voice of one crying in the wilderness, make straight the way of the Lord, as the prophet Isaiah said. Now they had been sent from the Pharisees. They asked him, then why are you baptizing if you are neither the Christ nor Elijah nor the prophet? John answered them, I baptize with water, but among you stands one whom you do not know, and even he who comes after me, the thong of whose sandal I am not worthy to untie. This took place in Bethany beyond the Jordan, where John was baptizing. This is the Gospel of the Lord. Praise to you, O Christ. This is our Holy Gospel for this coming Sunday, and yours truly is going to be preaching, so you never want to miss that, right? I'm just kidding. You never want to miss it, period. Pastor Chris is awesome. But um, this text, there's about a billion directions that this text can take us but it becomes something of, what does it speak to you? That's that's one of the first things I ask of myself when I approach a text, especially when it comes time for preaching. What is it speaking to me? What what is it saying to me? How is God's word coming to me, both in law and gospel? What does it speak to me of my Jesus? What, What is it desiring of me to hear? Well, with John, we discover that's one of the big things for him, right? The people show up, the, the Pharisees uh, uh, come, uh, priests and Levites, it says. So basically the church bureaucrats, uh, the pastors and the deacons show up and they say, okay, tell us, why are you doing the things you're doing? Who are you? We want to know who you are. We have no clue who you are. You, you've you not gone through our classes. You didn't graduate from our seminary. You don't have a certificate from our Bible school. So So really, who are you? You, you, you haven't approached our counsel to, to get ordained, right? You, you, don't, you don't act like we do. You don't dress like we do. You don't do the things that we do. So we need to know who are you because you're someone out of the ordinary. You're not normal. And John comes right out and says it. I'm not the Christ. I'm not the Messiah, which I I always find interesting because they don't exactly ask him that, but I think in some ways he knew why it was that they were coming to him. But at the same time, that was John's job. John's job was not to take any glory from anyone else. He was to just point to Jesus. It's why he speaks of himself as the voice. And I love that text, although I find it interesting that in our gospel text, it always takes it in a different direction than what Isaiah says, where Isaiah speaks of uh, uh, a voice crying into the wilderness. That's, that's where the quote starts. A voice crying, comma, into the wilderness make straight the way of the Lord. Calling people to come out of their comfort zone, come out of exile, come out of all the things that, that we hold dear, all the things that we think uh, keep us safe, all the things that we hold on to and cling to because we think if we have these things, then somehow we have Jesus. And John says, no, you come out to the wilderness, out into the desolate places where faith can be nurtured, where faith becomes the thing. And so that's John being this voice calling people. And the the priests and the Levites, they're, they're needing to know, well, what gives him the right to say anything? Well, he says he's not the Christ. He says he's not Elijah, even though Jesus does say it later that he is Elijah. But at the same time, John is not wanting to take any of that glory because if he says that he is Elijah, they're going to start uh, jumping on him wanting to know everything. They're wanting to make his whole ministry about him as being Elijah, the Elijah that's spoken of uh, all throughout uh, 1 Kings, where he's the prophet in 1 Kings, where the whole Mount Carmel thing, right? where he goes up on Mount Carmel and the prophets of Baal and himself, they each build an altar. They each get an ox. Uh, they're supposed to pray to their God to send fire. And Baal doesn't do. listen to his priests as they're cutting themselves and dancing around and everything. Whereas Elijah pours water on the altar, digs a trench and fills it with water, just soaks everything. And he just kneels down and he prays one simple prayer and God sends fire to turn people back to God. That's the the work of Elijah, to bring people uh, back to God and to have a people prepared for what it is that God is going to do. And so John does that. He shows up and he's being this voice to prepare the people. He is the Elijah that we're expecting to hear, to show up. But he says, no, I'm not Elijah because he doesn't want any attention on himself. He's wanting that attention pointed to someone else they ask him are you the prophet this prophet is the one spoken of in Deuteronomy 18 the text that we had earlier in the week our old testament text he says no i'm not the prophet even though he was a prophet even though when moses speaks those words in Deuteronomy he's speaking of the prophets that are going to come down throughout the ages he says no i'm not i'm not the prophet i'm not the one you've been waiting for and then they ask well who are you then <laughs> he says i'm just a voice I'm just a preacher. I speak of what I've seen and heard. I point you to, to, to who is to come. And they ask him, Well, why are you doing all these things? And he says, Well, because one is coming after me who's going to do much more. But I'm just getting you ready. And this one that's coming after me, I'm not even worthy to untie his shoes. And so he's pointing the whole way, the whole time, unto Christ. That's the call actually for us. That should be the call for us as pastors, that should be call for us as parishioners, should be the call for us as the institutional church, that should be the call for us as denominations, as seminaries, it is everything. Everything should make it and have it as its goal to be that voice, to point people to Christ. And that's the point of Advent. Advent becomes another time during the year in which the whole focus is on the coming of Christ, which is why uh, we hear of, of Christ first. The, the first text that we had, the gospel text that we had, was Christ uh, entering into uh, Jerusalem on the donkey, the Palm Sunday text. It's a beautiful thing that it's the Palm Sunday text, and we get it at Advent 1 as well, to, to herald in the new year to say Christ is coming, And he's coming humbly, riding on a donkey. And then the next Sunday we had the the portents in the heavens, the signs and and the concerns and all those things, because Advent is also about a second coming, the fact that he sits at the right hand of God, the Father Almighty, and he will then come to judge the living and the dead. And then we had John the Baptist again last week, where he's in prison, and now we get him one more time. Because all of it is pointing to this Christ who is coming. And then eventually with the Christmas to- stories, we get the angel telling Jesus, telling uh, Joseph, name him Jesus. It's okay. Take Mary as your wife. Name him Jesus because he's going to save his people from their sins. And we have the angels heralding the good news to the shepherds. And then eventually we have the wise men being told about it too through a star. But that's that's epiphany. That's later. But that's the whole goal that we have here, church to point us to Christ, to help us know that we are not him and that he has come because we are not him. He's needed for what it is that he does. Let us pray. Stir up, O Lord, we beseech thee thy power and come and with great might relieve us that by the help of thy grace whatsoever is hindered by our sins may be speedily accomplished through thy mercy and satisfaction who lives and reigns with the Father and the Holy Spirit, one God, world without end. Amen. Well, church, go in peace. Serve the Lord. Happy Advent. We'll see you on Sunday.